Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of Cone and Pixel Podcast. My name is Ada Kunlai and I'm joined by my co-host Kelly. Who are we talking to today? Hey Ada Kunlai, today we are joined by Crystal Ledesma. Crystal, how are you doing? Doing really well, how are you two? We're doing good, we're supposed to get a snowstorm randomly, <laughs> so we're just making sure we have plenty of hot cocoa and frozen pizzas. <laughs> It's the opposite here. It's actually um, 50 degrees in New York. It's like I was like outside with a T-shirt. So it's like the complete opposite, which is weird because usually New York is like, this is actually the coldest month, but um, it's been pretty, pretty pleasant overall. So Crystal, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your role at Zillow and how you got there? Yeah. So I've been with Zillow. Uh, I just hit my six years in November. Currently senior engineering manager for the design system team, more called Constellation. I've heard there's another Constellation out there and we did that name before we knew that. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see if we stick with it. We probably will, but uh, you never know. Um, and that was uh, a role that kicked off, I think, in fall I, I, is when I became senior engineering manager. And that came because we expanded beyond the web platform. We now have native apps and email in our wheelhouse. That's awesome. And have you always kind of been in the design system space or have you had other roles leading up to this? Yeah, I actually started, like if you go way back to when I went to school and exited and took a break after I got my associates in graphic design, I actually became a receptionist and admin assistant. And I did that for a while. Just I was taking a break um, and then decided to go to school after I realized that coding websites was actually a job you can get paid for. I didn't really realize that at the time that that might date myself. I didn't realize that was a job. Um, so I went back to school, finished my bachelor's and um, ended up as a developer. Um, I did some front end web, but mostly email, actually, because most people didn't want to do it. So I took it on. Um, that's, that's how I started, but did front end email development for a while, a little bit of design hybrid because I had that graphic design background for groups that just needed that support for design as well. Um, but really, my my desire was to be in development. And so that's how I, I ended up where I'm at now. Design systems came about just because I was trying to multiply myself, especially in the email world. Um, Everybody needed someone to do email and no one really wanted to do it. And so things kept coming across my desk. I'm like, I can't possibly do all the things. How can I really uh, help others to do this with just me? And, and the concept of design systems is something I ran across just in my reading on the internet and uh, realized, hey, I really could use that model here. And also I'm really into this. And so it just kind of spiraled from there. And here I am. Yeah, that's uh, super interesting because I know doing uh, email development in the past, it's probably one of the more challenging things to do. Um, so kudos for you to like make that into your career and also get at it. Um, I'm wondering like, what is like the current setup of like the design system team at Zillow right now? And then can you kind of talk about what are some of the challenges you, are, you, you as a group are facing right now? Yeah, so today we're about a few years into our current design system. I'll give some context before. 
with Zillow having so many uh, lines of business under our umbrella. So for folks who are not familiar, you know, there's, of course, Zillow.com. Zillow offers also Zillow home loans, um, and that's considered a separate entity. There's rentals, just homes to buy that you can search on on the, the site. We also work with agents under a, a business called Premier Agent, which is our B2B site. So that's a lot of different things happening all under the Zillow umbrella. And um, everybody was very much operating in their lane. And that ended up meaning lots of design systems were cropping up, even within the same company. Uh, and a few folks figured that was going on and realized, hey, we should probably consolidate because we're trying to accomplish a lot of similar goals here with these design systems. And we came up with Constellation a few years ago. I want to say it's been maybe three years now, I think something like that. Um, so where we're at now is consolidating more. There's still a few in the in the wild that we're still trying to partner with and, and bring into the fold. Um, but that's where we're at now. And it was definitely the web platform that we focused on. Um, as I mentioned, uh, it was really, I would say, late last year is when we got native apps in the fold. Native app teams were very much focused on kind of a federated model of design systems, which was working okay for them. But they realized we really need to centralize and bring it in with the web because experiences, you know, when someone interacts with Zillow, it's all Zillow to them. It doesn't matter if they're on their phone, on their their computer, whatever it is. Um, so realize we need to bring that into the fold. And then email was always part of our design system, but it was definitely uh, a skeleton crew of one developer. Um, I used to help with that side, was able to hire someone, and then we hired a designer. But the email ecosystem at Zillow is so huge. Um, email drives a lot of traffic to our site, um, and we realize we really need some more support there. And so I really think now that we've expanded, we have three dedicated email developers and two dedicated designers and one designer who we're kind of like borrowing at this, the moment. Um, so that's going on too. So that we're looking very big now as a design system team. That's where we're at today. Um, but I would say each platform itself, because we we did our approach as our design system as the web platform first, that's a little bit further along than the other two. That's so surprising to me. I had no idea that email was such a big factor in like how you build up a design system team at Zilla. It's super interesting and it makes me grateful that I don't work in the email development anymore because I know it can get frustrating because you're all these cool things you can do on the web these days and you're kind of limited when it comes to email. So Crystal, I was wondering, you mentioned you're a manager now at Zillow. How and when did you know that you wanted to move into management? That is an excellent question. I never knew I wanted to, <laughs> I'll admit. Um, so this is something that came about in conversation with my manager at the time asking me, have I ever considered managing before? And I really didn't. And I feel like that's kind of a theme in my my career in general is like, have you ever considered email? When I started coding, I was looking at front and I'm like, no, I've never considered that. Have you ever considered managing? No, I've never considered that. <laughs> um, so I kind of just was like, well, let me think about it. Um, and my manager at the time recommended me this great book um, by Julie Zoe, who wrote um, The Making of a Manager. And he said, check it out, read it, see what you think. And I was reading it. And really, there's a lot of great nuggets out of that book. But one of the major ones was 
what do you feel more passionate about? Is it about your individual contribution or is it about the larger outcomes? And I was like, I really do care about the outcome. I love, I love the IC work. I, every once in a while, I'm like, oh, the devs are doing this. The engineers are doing this. How, that's so cool. How'd you do that? But, you know, I have to kind of dial it back, go back to the outcome. And, and it's really helping advocate and drive outcomes on behalf of the team and really rallying them and rallying for them so we can make those outcomes happen is, is what led me to, to management. That's awesome. I, I love that you broke it down into fo- like what each type of role focuses on and outcomes and contribution. I love that. So you mentioned earlier about hiring and building out a team. I'm curious when you're looking to hire, what do you look for in terms of hiring hybrid tech folks, design, engineering, and those skill sets? Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a combination of things. Um, thinking about it is really, you know, any engineer or developer that has an interest in design, whether or not they've done it themselves, when they really care about it, that's a big factor in when I hire. Um, and especially if they have the mindset of describing development or engineering, almost like solving a puzzle, because I really do notice that mindset of approach of I want to solve this problem essentially or i want to make help make this design happen Um, and even if i don't know the answer i want to figure that out that's another factor i really look for and then i would say specifically being on a design system team knowing that engineers are going to work with designers how do they interact with designers and do they have a curiosity in their approach in general, when working with others and especially designers, because we're directly supporting collaborating. Um, I would say those are the three major ones. Um, and then aside from that, really just the, the I would say, soft skill side of, are you interested in, in having conversations and being curious? Because I think that not only goes into each engineer's individual work, but in their collaboration with designers on the design system team and in collaboration with all the people consuming the system, you have to be really curious about people and what problems they're trying to solve. So I would say that's like the non-technical side I'm looking for. Yeah, I love how you explained the collaboration with designers because I think that's kind of a skill you can't really learn is like something that you just kind of have to like, or learn before you actually work because something that you have to kind of like build up to. And I think from like talking to a lot of engineers, they, they're they always like trying to figure out how to like, how to like when to push back and or when to kind of like uh, push forward things with a designer. Um, but uh, I have like a hypothetical question for you next. Let's say like somebody's in the design system team that though is like gone, like disappears. They're working on the stuff. And you had to like start a design system from scratch. Um, can you talk about like what are like the top like three role you were like hired for and like why? Yeah. So I, I think the first two might be a little bit obvious, but a designer and an engineer. Those two, um, you know, hand in glove. We need we need both, absolutely. Um, and especially if they have an interest in a little bit of dabbling in dev or a little bit of dabbling in design. Um, when we're just starting, that would be really key, um, being small and scrappy. Uh, the third, 
and I say this very selfishly probably as a manager, is a dedicated PM. The scrappiness of design systems, at least in my experience so far, don't always have a dedicated PM for the beginning, but it's such a big part of the work. So when you think about what a PM does as far as like the process operations, gathering information, helping with clarity amongst partners that are consuming the system, it's just a lot of organizational execution on the day-to-day that you just need on a design system team. And when there isn't a dedicated PM available, you start to feel that pretty quickly. Um, And I will add, to be completely fair to team members, you know, if you're focusing on design, you're focusing on engineering, PMing stuff isn't necessarily in your wheelhouse. And it's great that people can contribute to that if they can as an IC, as a designer engineer, but it's just it's just not something people come in knowing or having. And that's where I see a PM really being able to unlock the strength of process as a design system team. So that would be my third. I'm like, we have one right now. I really want another one. Um, so I'm working on that. But yeah, PM, I'm like, to, to help make it happen in collaboration with other partners within the business. Wow. I'm actually kind of shocked that you mentioned PM. It's like something I never thought of because actually I never really worked with a PM on a design system. So, and looking back, I can kind of see like the importance of it, especially uh, when there's a discussion between like, should it be an epic? Should it be like a, a ticket? Should it be all this stuff? And I was like, I don't know you care about it. So I think that's where a PM would be a great addition um, to that. Um Totally. Yeah, that's it's just like a different thing for your mind to think about, right? And it it's like a context switch and that can be very heavy cognitively to individuals on the team that may be just thinking about like what's the actual engineering architecture or approach to this or what is the actual visual design and how it ties with our branding or that's a whole other thing. Absolutely and understandable like ah, I don't want to wrap my head around this or I can't really right now. It's hard. And that's why I say PM love it um yeah so we talked about like the hypotho like uh, situation so i'm wondering like let's say um like if you want to evaluate someone's performance like in, in the design system space because i know it, it could be hard because uh, you're technically working on a product that serves products so like how do you typically like evaluate performance is it based on like how many components you ship or is it based on like just like sediments from uh, colleagues and partners i'm just wondering yeah, so there is a, an entire approach to performance in general, of course, as any company does at Zillow. Um, on the system team itself, we do add the lens of, is the work being done in alignment with our team goals, our charter, our principles? And it's really about that. I think one of the challenges when I think about evaluating performance by number of components shipped, for example, um, I don't think that tells the full story. There's other factors that go into the work from day to day. Um, Business goals overall may have changed. And so we pivoted what we're focusing on as a design system team. Um, There may be things like we're trying to roll something out and it turns out it's not going to quite work for the consumers of the design system. So we have to regroup. I speak from experience on that. So that might affect how many we're able to ship, et cetera. So I really, it's really based on, is the work being done in alignment with what we're trying to do as a team and going from there? 
um, and, you know, additional bonus points for when folks really kind of focus in on that collaborative spirit as a design system team member as well. That's very much, we call it the what and the how, the what being how you execute the work, like the work itself, that that designer, that that code and how you approach that versus the um, how, which is how do you interact with everybody every day? How do you show up? How do you collaborate? And it's a mix of those two and in context with whatever is going on in, in the environment around us in the business. Yeah, I love that you bring up collaboration and alignment. I think that's so important when thinking through a systems mindset. I think some of us were so focused on the task at hand. We kind of just go heads down and we need to take a moment sometimes and just go, what are we actually building and what are we delivering to our users? And so I love that that focus on team spirit and working together. You've mentioned before about you have a background of both design and development. And so I'm wondering, what are some of the main skills managers should having when it comes to managing hybrid ICs? Yeah, um, I think when it comes to hybrid ICs, it's really a matter of thinking about uh, their strength areas and passion areas. I think one of the hardest things being a hybrid contributor is, oh, both are so fun usually to us. Um, but really what what's like unlocking your passion most and, and being able to have those conversations with those contributors? Because I think those conversations will ultimately lead to um, seeing what drives each person and aligning them to the type of work that drives them, because that's really, well, one, it's going to be more fulfilling for any contributor, um, but also that's going to make the work that the outcomes that they come up with more impactful because they're passionate about it. And I think that's the key. Um, of course, being hybrid, you're going to have to balance a little bit of both, right? But ha is there a way to, let's say you have multiple hybrid ICs, can you focus maybe someone that skews a little bit more design-oriented, more projects there, and someone who's more dev-oriented, more projects there. Or maybe there really is an IC who's hybrid who sees the bridge between the two, and maybe you don't have a PM and they lean a little more process-oriented, so you focus them a little there. I think it's it's all about getting to know each individual, what drives them, and balancing what they focus on accordingly. And that would be my recommendation for a manager of hybrids. Yeah, tailoring to what your strengths are, I think, is so important in making sure people feel empowered in terms of their career growth and impact. And so I think that's those are great points to bring up. And so when it comes to managing hybrids, you're lucky enough to have that background. But let's say maybe you've only managed designers, now you're hiring your first design technologist, or maybe you're an engineering manager and you're hiring a design technologist as well. How can someone who is maybe unfamiliar with the other side of things, how can they be a more effective manager and and kind of take on something that they haven't experienced before? Yeah, I really would recommend being curious. I, I know I've mentioned curiosity earlier, and I think that really applies here too. If it's hiring a role with a discipline that you don't have familiarity with, getting curious about the basics 
of that discipline. Um, I don't think you have to go deep diving into the info. I mean, that's really what you're hiring for. You're hiring an expert in that area, but knowing basics is important. So you can be able to have conversations with folks that you're trying to hire. Once you make that hire, continue the conversation as your direct report and be able to know how to advocate for them and be able to support them in their work. So it's all about curiosity and making the time to get that info. Um, I'm thinking about myself specifically right now in the sense that I hired some uh, native apps engineers and native is not my area. I've done development work, but not for apps. Um, So it's not my wheelhouse. I really had to be curious about the basics so I can understand what kind of challenges they may face and what they're trying to accomplish and be able to better support those team members. Yeah, I love the the idea of like uh, you're hiring for the the discipline, but you just want to basically empower folks and understand like their work from a high level, um, which I think is always important. Um, cool. Um, wondering like, let's say someone is trying to become a manager, but also like become a manager of like these like hybrid ICs. Um, what is like one piece of advice would you give to them, um, especially if they're just like someone that's like freshly new to management overall? Oh, I, I got to go back in my brain of when I first became a manager to to see what I think. I think, um, honestly, really getting to know each individual, that may sound kind of generic, but I think that's really important if you're just becoming a manager and you're managing hybrid ICs, like just getting to know each person on an individual level. I think... I I have kind of this philosophy of people first, the work comes after. It's really about each person and what drives them and what's going to unlock their abilities to bring their best selves to work every day. And and it's really all about that as a manager, first and foremost, Uh, the the work itself and, and, you know, thinking about managing hybrid ACs and what are they going to do and and what's the work output that, that comes after. I think you can really build consensus and a stronger team if you're focusing on the person first, each individual. Yeah, I love that. I always think that like uh, the pe- people are the foundation of like whatever you do, regardless if it's like team members or you're building a product for someone. So um, I kind of always think about like people before profit, but I, I like your idea of like, uh, uh, but um, yeah, so Closing it out, um, if someone wants to like find you on the internet, uh, where could they go? Uh, well, right now, Twitter is probably the best place. It's at sent by Crystal. Uh, and then I do have crystalledesma.com, but I accidentally let that uh, domain expire until all my stuff is gone. And I'm in the middle of bringing that back. So it just says hello world. Uh, from WordPress, but uh, that that should be fixed um, in the next month or two. But definitely Twitter for now or LinkedIn. Oh, thanks for reminding me. I think I have to renew my um, domain, so uh, I'll make sure I do that today. Um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, is there anything you want to plug um, before we close out? Uh, nothing in particular, really, but I just want to say thanks to you both for this opportunity to chat with you um, and especially getting the opportunity to kind of reflect on on management, which 
is very different than individual con contributor work. And it, it's been nice to reflect on it and really think about, you know, the key drivers and, and what I might share from my own perspective. So thanks. Yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks again for coming along onto this episode. Um, again, if anyone is interested to learn more about Code and Pixels, definitely go to codeandpixels.fm and follow us on Twitter too. Um, I guess that's it. See y'all later.